Trainingport.net presents Business Aviation Training Report. Hello and welcome to the Business Aviation Training Report. I'm your host, Brent Fishlock. This is a monthly look at events unfolding in the business aviation world and is produced by the leader in online training for business aviation, trainingport.net. Thank you for listening and thank you for talking about this podcast with your aviation colleagues. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We plan to link the business aviation news of the day with the training needs of business aviation operators, management, their support staff, maintainers, and pilots. We will discuss topics that are important to you as a business aviation professional. We will answer listener questions. We'll have a rant and rave, anything else you suggest. So send us your suggestions and questions. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. You can email me directly at podcast at trainingport.net. Today's topic is performance-based communication and surveillance, known as PBCS, and is applicable to management, pilots, maintenance personnel, as well as flight coordinators, support staff. Performance-based communication and surveillance is the next step in ICAO's global plan that has seen the expansion of performance-based navigation, known as PBN, which uses RNAV and RMP for navigation. PBCS consists of a communication side, which is required communications performance, or RCP, and a surveillance component, which is referred to as required surveillance performance, or RSP. PBCS is applicable in the North Atlantic on the Q, R, and S tracks from flight level 350 to flight level 390 as of March 2018. The oceanic areas included are Gander, Reykjavik, Santa Maria, and Shanwick. There are plans for continued expansion in the North Atlantic, the Singapore FIR, as well as elsewhere in the Asia-Pacific region. Performance-based navigation, or PBN, has given us RNAV, which is Area Navigation, and RMP, which stands for Required Navigation Performance. IKEO's plan now incorporates communications using CPDLC, or Controller Pilot Data Link Communications, and surveillance using Automatic Dependent Surveillance Contract, or ADS-C. ADS-B is the broadcast-only version and will be mandatory in the U.S. in certain domestic airspace on January 1st, 2020. We will talk about that in a future podcast. Both RCP and RSP have a designator number attached to it, such as RCP-240 or RSP-180. The designator number is the maximum time allowed in seconds for the completion of the connection by the system. If the connection and response is not complete after the designated time, then the equipment and user who initiated the connection is required to revert to an alternative method. The alternative method could be HF radio for position reports, satellite phone communications, and others. Of course, there are many different aircraft installations, so it's important to review your specific manuals. North Atlantic rules are changing on a fairly regular basis as aircraft spacing is decreased using satellite-based communication, navigation, and surveillance, referred to as CNS. Keeping up to date can be a challenge, and your training provider can be a valuable asset during these times. Refer to the trainingport.net blog for up-to-date information. Aircraft equipped and approved for CPDLC and capable of RCP240, which remember is 240 seconds to complete the connection, and RNP4 and ADSC with RSP180 capability may be eligible for approval to operate in areas where performance-based communication and surveillance is now required. So with oceanic procedures changing, it makes you wonder how crews are handling it. 
PBCS is new, but ocean crossings have been going on for decades. There are about 460,000 Atlantic crossings every year. That's an average of 1,260 per day. The statistics say that yes, business aircraft are making errors, but so are the airliners. The difference is that business aviation makes up about 5% of the Atlantic crossing traffic, but accounts for 12% of the errors, according to the National Business Aviation Association website. This is a statistic that every business aviation flight department should be striving to change. What are the benefits of PBCS? PBCS allows for reduced longitudinal and or lateral separation for compliant flights in oceanic airspace. The tracks that require PBCS are the core tracks from flight level 350 to flight level 390, where the optimum flight planning routes exist. Current North Atlantic charts installed on electronic flight bags identify these as QR and S tracks. PBCS required tracks will increase in number as more airspace is designated as PBN airspace. Aircraft that do not have PBCS authorization will be required to fly routes outside of the PBCS tracks. So how does ATC know that you and your aircraft are approved for PBCS? ATC will base aircraft separation solely on filed flight plan codes. Therefore, you must ensure that the proper flight planning codes are used on the ICAO flight plan form. In field 10 of the flight plan, insert P2 to identify an aircraft's RCP 240 capability. And in field 18 of the flight plan form, file SUR slash RSP 180 to indicate RSP 180 capability. Whoever does your flight planning must be aware of these codes. Otherwise, you may not receive clearance into the optimum organized track system, which are PBCS tracks. Your operation must obtain approval from your regulator to be eligible for PBCS operations. A requirement to watch out for is that the authorization may be specific to each individual airframe. From a maintenance perspective, the master minimum equipment list and the minimum equipment list may require changes as a part of regulatory approval. The original equipment manufacturer or the holder of the installation approval for the aircraft must demonstrate this compliance. Maintenance procedures related to performance-based communication and surveillance are related to the maintenance of data link communication systems. Aircraft will have CBDLC with required communication performance 240 second capability and ADSC with required surveillance performance 180 second capability installed. Data link for communications and surveillance are approved as a part of an operator's initial maintenance manual or as a revision to that manual. So the pilot or flight coordinator or flight planning services filed the correct flight planning codes. The aircraft you are flying is specifically approved. Maintenance has recorded any applicable MELs. Everyone has received training and your operation and possibly each individual aircraft has re uh, regulatory approval to operate in PBN airspace requiring PBCS. Flight crew is in the aircraft preparing to depart. Verify that all required communications and surveillance equipment is functional. Verify that an MEL is not rendered your PBCS required equipment inoperable. It's a good idea to use an oceanic checklist prior to departure to verify all the required steps have been completed. There are great resources out there that provide examples of oceanic checklists, including ICAO's NAT Ops Bulletin. So how does a pilot know if the PBCS-related equipment is functioning properly? 
A PBCS failure is defined as any time the aircraft is no longer capable of meeting the required communications performance or required surveillance performance specification prescribed for the area of operations. Aircraft installations can vary, of course, so flight crew may not be provided with the number of seconds the communications and surveillance system are taking to complete their tasks. Therefore, there may be no specific indication to the crew that the required designated number is being complied with or not. Examples of failures or alerts could include failure of CBDLC communication, loss of ADSC logon, and the inability to reconnect, connectivity loss of CBDLC or ADSC. So what do you do if you experience a failure of a related PBCS system? Because there may be no specific RCP or RSP capability directly displayed to the flight crew, keen monitoring of the aircraft systems is important as always. If you experience a failure related to either CBDLC or ADSC, refer to your aircraft's checklist and notify ATC. You may receive clearance to exit the PBCS tracks. PBCS also has a failure monitoring component written into the regulatory text. So what's this all about? Monitoring and reporting of problems with PBCS procedures may be required. Regulatory language states that an operator shall establish procedures to report problems identified by the flight crew or other personnel to the regional PBCS monitoring entity. Communication service providers and satellite service providers will also notify the appropriate air traffic service unit of any aircraft failures impacting PBCS operations. Okay, let's change gears for a moment. In the news, crew resource management is changing in Canada in 2019. Advisory Circular 700-042, which is effective January 31st, 2019, contains many changes to the way business operators are required to train their people. Transport Canada refers to the next evolution of CRM as contemporary CRM and defines it as CRM which integrates technical skill development with communications and crew coordination training and operational risk management by applying threat and error management concepts. The AC also refers to a classroom component of the training. Transport Canada has said that they have issued the advisory circular so that operators can get prepared. Transport Canada information regarding the proposed change is posted on their website in the section titled Standards of the Cars Not Yet in Force. Trainingport has added blog comments to their website on this new CRM, so visit trainingport.net, scroll to the bottom of the homepage, and click blog for more information. Trainingport.net will help ensure Canadian operators are ready for contemporary CRM. So that's our podcast for today. Thanks for listening. We will post our show notes and more information on our blog at trainingport.net. Please rate us on iTunes and post your comments. You can send me uh, an email directly to podcast at trainingport.net. That's podcast at trainingport.net. We would love to hear your suggestions for future podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Brent Fishlock. The Business Aviation Training Report is brought to you by the leader in online business aviation training, trainingport.net. For more information on each episode, visit us at www.trainingport.net slash podcast. Trainingport.net, helping business aviation professionals excel.